Howdy, everybody. Welcome on into the cargo bay where it's time for a little bit of hobby talk. Hobby talk. <laughs> How are you this morning, BC? Oh, I'm awake and I'm ready to hobby talk. Oh, boy. I'm pulling up the docket right now. Here it comes. Oh, uh, BC, we got a lot to talk effects. about. Um, we got we got a card of the week. We have Obi Wan disasters. <laughs> the, gonna... It's the it's the story that won't die. This Obi Wan release, you know. Yeah, it's we a, talk about it. It's a mess. It just won't stop. It just won't stop. Um, and then we're gonna talk a little bit about PSA. Mm. Pro- professional sports authenticators. Am I right, BC? That's a public service announcement. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, we'll talk about For both kinds of PSA. Professional sports authenticators. And uh, finally, we'll cover the Tops Direct releases this week, right here Ooh. in the cargo bay. In what may be the biggest <laughs> release week in the history of Tops Direct. <laughs> oh, we, we do have some special news there today. Um, but BC, I wanted to highlight a card uh, this week because I just finished playing through Dark Forces and Jedi Knight. Uh, I want to take us back to 1995. <laughs> Top Star Wars Galaxy Series three, um, which they did. They did a Lucas Arts insert series. BC, uh, all, all kinds of games from that era featured. Uh, but right now on the screen, I have this card of Kyle Katarn from Dark Forces, um, including a photoshopped-in Stormtrooper. I know this is a Photoshop job because I had this cardboard cutout of this Stormtrooper <laughs> in my bedroom growing up. And uh, nice. what's fascinating about this card, BC, is uh, this is a first-person shooter video game. Some people would say a Doom clone. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it happens to have a lot more to offer than just being a Doom clone. <laughs> But uh, this is a third-person view of Kyle with a bunch of weapons on him, and apparently this is his mortar launcher, even though it's not shooting a mortar, it is shooting a Ghostbusters-style uh, laser beam, as you pointed out. Yeah, my first thought when I saw this was like, Peter Venkman. Um, but no, it's a, it's a sweet uh, Kyle Katarn. Uh, also, how ahead of its time was Galaxy for doing video game trading cards in the 90s. Yeah, the the Galaxy series, one of our favorites, BC. And look at them go. They're giving us the cool cards. They got a, on the back of the card, they got a little clip from one of the cutscenes, and it talks about one of the missions in the game. Uh, it, it's pretty rad. Uh, so if you like the video game cards that came out with Galaxy Chrome 2, uh, which are mostly just video game covers, they're all just video game covers, Check out this uh, Galaxy Series 3 LucasArts insert set. Check out a lot of weird, like, scenes rendered on these cards that uh, in artwork I have never seen anywhere else. Uh, that's one of the cool things about this insert set, is I had never seen this image before in my life until you and I started opening Galaxy cards. Galaxy cards, I'm telling you, go back to your ones, your twos, and your threes. This, this is going back to elementary school, you card heads out there. If you want cool Star Wars images, things you haven't seen before, Pick up a set of Galaxy 1, 2, and 3. They're not very expensive. And the images and the backs of the cards, frankly, are amazing. Yeah, let's. When are you going to get a, a description like this on the back of a, a more modern card? I mean, there were some in Galaxy Series 1, but just listen to how weird this is. Mission 6 Dark Forces. Location Imperial Detention Facility on the planet Arinacra. 
<laughs> Objective, find and liberate the rebel spy, Crix Maydeen. Kyle Katarn is shown here in the detention center firing his Packard mortar gun, one of the many powerful weapons in his arsenal, and this digital rendering by illustrator Keith Carter. Front. <laughs> these Star Troopers, uh, the, these Dark Troopers are assembled for deployment in space in this still from one of the many animated mission prologues back. Artwork, Justin Chin and uh, Ralph Gerth. So they're giving credit not only to the art on the front of the card, but the art on the back of the card, BC. We, we don't see that anymore. We don't see it. In fact, the, the backs of cards are largely afterthoughts at this point. Um, but Galaxy 1, 2, 3, most of the Galaxy paper line has really interesting card backs. Uh, some of them, again, I think I'll probably go through for a future episode and just pull out some of my favorite card backs, um, including the Jack Kirby one uh, that he did, which yeah. is like, they paid me money to do this, and that's why I'm doing a Star War. Um, but yeah, they, they, they give you photo credits on the front and back. You usually get a cool image on the back of the card, too. Yeah, very, uh, very 90s uh, weird composition on the back of uh, uh, Galaxy yeah. Series 3. I love it. I love it. Um, and uh, I'm scrolling on down to see what's coming up next, PC, and I believe uh-oh, it is the uh-oh. continuing Obi-Wan Kenobi disaster. Uh, Wait, let me guess. Hold on, let me guess. This We're now into the release of the two tins that were initially promised to everybody in the world. Based off of the images, but now it's the official 2.10 release, and the fulfillment is going great? No! VC! Big surprise here. You're wrong. You're very wrong. Unfortunately, Papa Tops, or should we start blaming uh, Father Fanatics? Father Fanatics, I think, yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Father Fanatics. So, yeah, to to re-summarize... People ordered cases. Instead, they got one box. They had to ship the one box back to get their cases. Now, uh, you and I were confused because our pre-order boxes said they were going to have two tins. They didn't. They were, in fact, one tin. But then Tops decided, oh, well, that thing that you ordered, and (laughs) we're now making that an actual thing, the collector's tins. So people ordered cases of the collector's tins, and guess what happened? (laughs) They got single boxes of the collector's tins, and also... People got cases of not collector tins. It's a, I don't know. It's a mess. <laughs> it's, it's bad. Um, it's not good. It's uh not good at all. I have to assume that there are some people who got the right thing, right? Because th- those people aren't aren't out there typically complaining, which yeah. is one hundred percent fair. But the fact that on every single step of the way, someone has been able to say, "Yeah." There was a screw up at some point on this. It's just kind of like maybe like 20% more on some of the quality control, you know, just minding the P's and Q's just a little bit more. So you don't have all of this negative publicity, but publicity like within our very specific group of collectors, right? Where it's like, you know, you see this post and people are like, I'm done with tops. I'm done with fanatics. Yeah. I'm over this. And it's like, uh, Yeah. That makes sense. And if they weren't screwing things up like this all the time, then maybe they wouldn't be having that issue. So that's I don't know. It's just like it's just like the hits keep on coming for 
Ahsoka Kenobi. I I saw someone, you know, on the Star Wars Card Collectors Facebook group who was like, yeah, heaven forbid they lose $40 letting you keep your box, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> letting you keep your box they accidentally shipped you, you know, you got to ship it back. And it's like, yeah, eat, eat your mistake there, Papa Tops. Um, but let me let me read this this post that was in Star yep. Wars Card Collectors from Francis. Um, not Star Wars card collectors from Francis. This person is named Francis in the Star Wars card collectors. <laughs> um, here's an update on my Obi-Wan Kenobi slash Topps ridiculousness journey. Uh, like a lot of us, I fell victim to the order a case, get a box nonsense. So yesterday I called Topps to let them know the error of their ways and I found out and find out what I can do. They pretty much say they are aware of the issue and will have a resolution by to by tomorrow, now today, via email. Today, nothing in my email about a resolution, but I did get a surprise notification that I have a package delivery. My full case showed up. No tracking number, no information that it was being sent, but here it is. Yay, right? Not so fast. (laughs) I opened the first 10th of box. No hit. The wording on the outer box implies only one hit per box, even though the pre-sale verbiage makes it clear there should be one hit per inner 10. I'm now completely torn uh, whether I should open the rest of the case or not, uh, because, you know, you might want to get your money back if you ordered a a case of of two-hit boxes. Um, But yeah, yeah, here's a photo that says, you know, each box contains two limited edition tins, only available in the collector edition release. Each tin contains one autograph or sketch card, uh, two total autographs or sketch cards guaranteed with each collector box purchase. Maybe the two hits are loaded in the in the back end. Um, yeah. I don't know, but it's confusing. And at this point, I would be confused too, just because uh, what what's happening? Um, uh, nobody knows. I mean, I, I there are certainly instances where like the hit doesn't get put into the box. Sometimes yeah. it is you get an additional hit in another box. I know they have a like a tops form you can fill out and you send in the UPC and all that sort of stuff. It's like you. My guaranteed hit is not in there, and then they have to send you something, and that's when you get your beta trawler autograph or yeah. whatever they end up sending you, you know, a few months later. It's like, thank you for fulfilling that wonderful hit. Because um, I, I read in the comments, someone else was like, I, I like the hits are in there. So they, okay. there is one per 10. Like it, it sounds like this is a missing hit thing, but it's like, for Francis, it's like, hey, you got one box. And then they shipped you your case. They didn't tell you it was coming. And then that case was missing a hand. It's just like, not a great experience no. from a consumer's perspective. Especially when you're buying a full case of uh, product, yeah. I'd expect a certain level of, uh, I don't know, care. Because BC, you and I are going to get our first case if they ever release Andor. We're gonna, we plan to split a we case. <laughs> but... and, and we're going to raise a big... A big stink if they mess anything up on that. It'll be a veritable doo-doo storm from the cargo That's right. bay. That's right. <laughs> we'll put them on blast on our huge channel. Uh, thanks for liking and subscribing, everybody. If you haven't, hit those buttons somewhere where they are. Um, so our influence can grow <laughs> even stronger with Father Fanatics and Papa Tops. <laughs> Uh, do you think they are? Do you think we're on we're on their radar yet? Oh, BC! I think they watch us every day uh, in probably, a boardroom somewhere, and they're they're. Oh, what are they gonna say? What 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 do the Blaster Boys have to say <laughs> about our products? <laughs> 
Well, they they definitely don't um they don't care about us enough to send us our sapphire chrome on time BC. That was supposed to be out on the twenty first. It's the twenty second. No updates. Ha- happy day after release day, everybody. Date subject to change. Or maybe they're doing us like Francis, and it's just going to magically show up without tracking information. <laughs> And they'll be like, see, it was a wonderful surprise for you all. Uh, which is special because I was I was looking at, at Top's complaint stuff. You're supposed to, I think, have, you know, the tracking number to, to be like, hey, my stuff is lost. So, you know, if they ship you something without a tracking number, how are you supposed to complain in time? I don't know. I don't know, BC. All I know is that I was really hoping we would have these boxes in our hands so that we could show the world what treasures lay inside of them but um i think we're gonna be waiting just like everybody else yeah uh last time this happened to me bc was bounty hunters which was almost a full year after purchase (laughs) the bounty hunters i think finally dropped uh yeah it was six months plus i know that i will say the the delays have been not uh last year were bad yes i mean they were the the, which I mean, I understand like production delays and all that sort of like what whatever actual infrastructural delays are in place. It seems like they're on top of that now, and they're getting things relatively out in a timely manner. Uh, might be a little bit sloppy uh, in how they're getting them out, but uh, at least they're not like this comes out in May, released in November, you yeah. know. And it's yeah. it's it's not that bad because that was really frustrating last year. It's like oh, we can pre-order these and have them by this point it's like yeah those are actually gonna be coming out in like four months so just sit tight like, oh well, well we'll be here waiting to open our mark hamill autographs when that finally uh, drops yeah. um but until then bc maybe we should just talk a little bit about old psa we're gonna do a little segment here on PSA professional sports authenticators. Uh, and what sport uh, does Star Wars play? Um, uh, I'm trying to think of a sport other than pod racing. BC, <laughs> they got the yeah, thing no, they're think... playing in Episode Two on the TV screens in the bar. Uh, and aren't they doing in uh, in the most recent season of Mandalorian? Isn't there sort of like a, a lawn style game that Lizzo was playing oh, with yeah. baby baby Grogu? Yeah, well, there's something along okay. those lines, sort of like a lawn bowling. Yeah, like a shout out to all our lawn bowling heads out there. Yeah, shout out to y'all. That's a big segment of our audience. Uh, yeah, but um. This is this is in fact a misnomer at this point, BC, because PSA they're doing non-sports cards as well. I got a graphic up here. They of course grade oh. Pokemon cards, and what's most relevant? Cards. They grade Star Wars cards, BC. Oh, they sure do. <laughs> Look at that, BC. Your card came in. It's a beautiful uh, it card. It did. I'll put a I'll put a rest to this particular saga. I reached out to old Kenny Golden. I said, "Where's my tracking number?" Because uh-huh. Kenny Golden didn't send it to me. Uh, the customer service was a prompt in their response as the card arrived the same day that I sent the email for oh. the tracking information. It's like, is... you guys could have loaded that information like a week ago when you sent this. 
this is fine. Golden Auction House, um, yeah. the, the rare off eBay auction uh, we yeah. participated in, or you participated in. Indeed. But of course, that is a PSA graded 1977 Star Wars card. Kind of the, I would say, the gold standard of Star Wars card collecting is the PSA graded 1977 uh, Star Wars card. For, sh- for sure, yeah. Um, so, you know, there were a lot of these cards printed. They're not extremely rare, but what is rare is having one that doesn't have grubby little kids' hands all over them. <laughs> uh, so, so in, in, and therefore, grading is important sometimes in Star Wars cards. I guess that's Indeed. kind of a controversial take, BC. Do you think it still is? Yeah. I mean, it depends on what you want to do, you know? I, I think in general grading is great for like assurance on what the quality of your card is you know you've got a third party authenticator who's looking at it and it is essentially vouching for the quality of what you've got there are people who just don't really care about that which i completely understand like i just want to have the card for my collection then there are people who are like it's more of like an asset based thing and it's like i want to know exactly what i have and what the value of this exact version and style and quality of this card is in case I want to sell it or trade it or do something else with it. Um, and then if you're like me, I just like having them in the holders because I think they look cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they you look know? cool. I like being able to hand it to someone who doesn't know to be careful around my silly Star Wars cards, you yeah. know, and not not feeling afraid of getting damaged. Nice little, nice, little, nice little hard plastic, you know, like this this card twenty dollars right this is uh, I'm not this isn't the the retirement fund I just think it looks cool in the holder I like having it in this hard plastic holder it's a seven there's a uh, I assume a lot of PSA sevens of this uh, I I pulled the pop report of the 1977 set um, if you want to grab that and look at it. But in terms of like the actual grades that are generated for the 1977 set, the cards are old. So those PSA tens are very rare, right? So whenever the 77 set came out, there were no parallels. There was no wave refractors. So it's almost like getting a 10 is that like, of five parallel because there's probably only like five PSA tens of these, some of these cards that are in existence. So that's why you see the value, particularly of the 77 set be just cuckoo high on some cards because they're yeah. just so rare in really good condition because they were, you know, five cent bubblegum packs that like they were just being cut and handled and put in bicycle spokes and, you know, kids collecting cards at that point didn't realize that these were going to be worth thousands of dollars when they were put in a plastic holder by a company that didn't exist in 1977. <laughs> a PSA um, started in, uh, I'm on the Wikipedia page here, 1991. I didn't realize yeah. it was so late. Um, I don't know if that's when card grading kind of became a phenomenon in the first place uh, or how long grading had been around before that. But Yeah, I- interesting <laughs> really interesting to think about how many of these cards just uh, could have been out here because the Luke Skywalker card, BC, I see the pop report for a 10 is there are nine of them. There are nine those, of them out there. Those are That's a very expensive card. Maybe the, right? maybe like, the most expensive. That's, that's 
I, I would say probably the most, exp I mean, it's definitely the most expensive out of the 1977 set. And I would imagine if you put it up against most super fractors, it's probably in that. Oh yeah. To tens to twenties of thousands of dollars range. Like it's, it's a very expensive card because it's so rare and it's, it's the OG. And, uh, BC, we're covering PSA today. Of course, there's also SGC is a big player in the Star Wars game, and HGA is is floating around out there too. Um, PSA, you know, there are different cards have different. Uh, you know, it used to be that the Beckett. I didn't even mention Beckett just now. Beckett was like kind of falling around Beckett yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seems like kind they have. Uh, yeah. I think they're still big for like Magic the Gathering cards. I could mm. be wrong. Mm -hmm. um, I, I like SGC for my PC sometimes, um, but I like picking up PSAs because I can get a PSA 8 or 7 for, for real cheap. Look at that. Look at that Pop 1 uh, SGC 10. Only one in existence. No one else grade this with SGC, okay? I, I, I want to have the only one forever, okay? Send Thanks. them in. Send them in, everybody. No! Send them in, just try to get a 10. No! Yeah, just um, try to get a 10, okay? Just try. I I also like having cards slab just for the sake of having them in the case. But what's yeah. what's more important to me with grading now, BC, is I buy a lot of Chrome cards, um, mm -hmm. and uh, you know I usually go for like I want a nice single. So sometimes they're a little expensive, and mm -hmm. a lot of these cards have damage on the Chrome finish or whatever. Um, we just got this beautiful. Emperor Kanan card ah, signed by Ian hand for some reason. Kanan McDermott. There is um there's a surface damage on this card. I didn't know that. Sometimes it's hard to photograph. Uh sometimes, you know, it's not noted. You get this, I got this in a PSA eight. I know it's gonna look fine, you know. It'll be yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the assurance of the quality of the card. Like in even for PC stuff, like if I was looking at a card because again, we're blaster boys. We're not those we're not you big ballers out there dropping thousands and thousands on cards all the time. Shout out you guys. I appreciate you watching. Um but like there are vintage cards is like if it's a cool enough image and it's in a PSA six, like I know the quality that I'm getting, but it's like sometimes it's just nice to have a PSA six of a card that looks cool that is just for you to put on display, you know? And yeah. to have like I know it's a six, but I'm only paying Fifteen dollars for it, you know what I mean? Like, and it's not getting any worse at this point. It's, it's, it's in there. It is, the the quality is not going to degrade uh, at this point. Like my PSA seven, it's always going to PSA seven. You know, it's a little. The cut of it is a little slanted. Like that's one of the main reasons that it's. I think is just the cut of it is is like cattywampus, right? He's on a little bit of a an angle, but the corners are sharp. The edges look really good. You know, it's it's overall a really good card and it's one that I like just have sitting on my desk at this point to like look at throughout the day while I'm working and be like, what a great card. I got just me and a horrified Luke seeing his family. <laughs> That's the inspiration you need to get through That's the work. Day, to get through the day, me and you Luke <laughs> just horrified at what we see. I every think day. I think that's a good uh, time to segue over into like what is PSA's grading scale, um, and I'll 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 start with poor, and then I'm gonna jump up to to sevens. Um, I'm not gonna read every one of these descriptions, but PSA says a poor, a one rated card may have serious defects, low eye appeal, high levels of creasing that goes through all levels of the cardboard, 
dirty discoloration or warping. Um, it's a piece of toilet paper that's <laughs> been used. <laughs> I did submit that to PSA. Uh, they would not grade it for me. Don't don't do the same. Unbelievable! Unbelievable. Now a a seven. We, we're jumping all the way up to a seven. So this is probably a pretty decent looking card. Uh, card may have near slight, mint. Yeah, yeah. In near mint. Near yeah. mint. Card may have slight surface wear upon close inspection, minor corner fraying, slightly out of uh, focus picture, a minor printing blemish, slight waxing on the back of the card only, with most of the original gloss on the front of the card retained. Centering needs to be between 70-30 to 75-25 or better on the front of the card, uh, where the back needs to be centered by at least 90-10 or better. Where there, back needs... This is copied from PSA, so I don't know what that typo is. Where there, back. I got it. I, I think I they're got it from back. PSA. <laughs> Not there. They're back. Uh, the, um, the centering... Good job, the, the, good job PSA. Uh, I think I got it from PSA. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't blame them. Wherever I got this, there's a typo. It's Fix it. PSA's fault. Um, Father Fanatics is behind it somehow. I'm giving this. I'm giving this list a fucking six out. <laughs> I do. Maybe I have to even that? a five. Let me know do in the you? comments if you want me to not say <laughs> say curse words anymore. <laughs> I'll work on it. Sometimes, sometimes we slip. Up. Oops, I'm sorry. <laughs> now I'm looking at at eight near mint. Card may have a very sla- slight wax stain on the reverse. You notice a lot of these are tailored to older cards. PSA yes. does seem to have a sliding scale. Uh, like, you can get a PSA 8 where you can visibly see, you know, the damage pretty quickly um, on an older card. I feel like on a newer card, if the card looked the same way, it'd be lower down on the scale. Um, I don't know. I just feel like if there's a higher population of of perfect cards out there they're a little bit more discerning um maybe i'm wrong um it's it's all like subjective human eyes looking at them anyway like yeah. i understand there's this in place for them to look at that but at the end of the day it's like what's the difference between uh Susie's psa 10 and bill's psa 9 you know like who who's really to say i mean they can have different opinions why some people will take their cards out of their holder and have them regraded. Yeah. Cause they're like, um, Bill was kind of a D bag on grading this. Maybe Susie will give me that coveted 10. I was looking for. Maybe if I also try to get them to grade this $100 bill. Yes. <laughs> they'll just the 10 now. <laughs> they'll, they'll fix my card up for me. Um, yeah, the the basically the the seven to eight to nine, we just have centering differences, um, less mention of wax in the descriptions. Uh, nine still has room for a, or here's where it gets interesting, I guess. Card is a nine, a mint. Uh, card may have only one of the following flaws: a minor printing imperfection, slightly off-white borders, or a very slight wax stain on the reverse of the card. Centering needs to be 60, 40, or better on the front of the card, and the back needs to be 90, 10, or better. So, uh, another thing with PSA that I kind of like, they don't care about the back of the card um, that much. Mm -hmm. Now, I do, but I don't care so much that you need to screw up my grade over an off-center back, all right? It's all (laughs) It's just a back of the card, you know? Come on. 
And then the tin, the Jim Mint BC. And PSA does not have what other companies have. I know that SGC has a pristine, where they give you a gold label. Beckett has gold labels for 9.5 and above. Um, A Beckett tin. Black label. Oh, does Beckett have a black label for tins? It's like. Never seen one. It is the best looking label on a graded card, I think, that exists is the Beckett pristine which is like 10 corners 10 edges 10 surface 10 centering everything Boy, never seen it it's i've seen one sgc gold uh 10 pristine. yeah the sgc gold does it's fine it's it just they changed the text gray. from black to gold right so it yeah it, it's like they need to they need to redo that yeah maybe maybe use some gold leaf in there all right yeah really make it pop uh, the Jim Mint description for PSA, another thing that I like about PSA is they only have the 10, which means your 10 is always good enough. Uh, you know, the 10s is as good as you're going to get from PSA. Card has a perfectly sharp corners. Original gloss, gloss is fully applied. A card focus is sharp and is free of any staining. The card may have a slight printing imperfection if it doesn't take away from the overall appeal of the card. Centering for a Jim Mint graded card must be 55-45 to 60-40 on the front, whereas the back of the card is centered at 75-25 or better. Um, now, you can go get these centering, like, uh, transparent things to uh, look at centering your cards. If you're going to grade your cards, I imagine you should. Um, you should take a look at your cards and figure out if it's going to grade at a, a PSA uh, nine or ten, or if it's going to be a PSA six, and and you know determine if you actually want to send that thing in and pay some money to have it graded. Yeah, um, one hundred percent agree. I I didn't have a centering tool when we did our SGC submission, but yeah, I used my hawk like eyeballs to really look at the surfaces because I had multiple versions of of the Captain America card as well as the Mandalorian card from the the Galaxy Chrome that that was sent in. Uh, you know, uh, get you a magnifying glass, get you real close to the surface of the card, get a nice light. Because if you put a card under light, you'll see surface imperfections. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like when when you're able to, you know, look at a card and it's one of those like, it's so minor that it's not going to take away from that overall eye appeal. And it's like, yeah, this will probably work, you know. But if it's like dimpled across the surface of the card, it's like, well, probably not this one. Ripperino. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm worried our our Emperor Kanan. If I had to guess, I would say it's probably a a seven. Um, maybe maybe it would pull a PSA eight though. Eight, yeah. Anyway, uh, be careful. Be careful with what cards you're sending, BC. Uh, I'm not going to talk about prices too much because they fluctuate. Uh, yeah. PSA runs deals sometimes. Sometimes they're hot. They got a million cards into grade, and sometimes they're not. It seems like turnaround times have gotten quicker. Uh, but if you're not submitting a huge bulk order, you can expect to pay what between twenty and thirty dollars per card submitted if there's standard some, grading yeah, cards. Yeah, some, some something like that. And it's, I mean, there's a sliding scale based off of the value of the card. So if it's a card that's very valuable, they're gonna they're gonna squeeze more juice out of you for that. But yeah, I mean, those are kind of the standard prices. I know once once the the hobby boomed there in the uh, the post COVID era. PSA was like, we got 45 million cards to grade, so it's going to take a long time to send them back. It seems like they're catching up a little bit more now. That was one of the big appeals of SGC was like, 
they're not as big. They still do quality work. Their holders look good. They're like, we'll get you your cards in a week. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Great. Thanks. Yeah, that's uh, we we have only submitted to SGC. This is not a, a yeah. huge. We're not sponsored by PSA. We're just talking about the the yes. company and their well, products. And, you, it, and if you're talking about PSA or if you're talking about grading, you have to talk about PSA because they are. It is the most valuable graded card you're going to find, right? They sell a PSA ten is going to sell higher than a Beckett ten, unless it's the Beckett pristine. It's going to sell right. higher than an SGC ten. Like it's just it is the king of the mountain you know like it is it is the top of of the grading services so and i think a lot of that too is people just have psa in their collection already so until you get to the really high-end cards it's like oh i'll pay ten dollars more to have the psa one that matches my slab collection um you know um so i've got a mixed slab collection it's not it's not the most pleasing thing you know i wish i had all my cards in the same kind of slabs um, but anyway, I, I usually, if I'm going to buy a graded card, it's usually PSA. Me too. Yeah. I, I mean, for PC, definitely, unless it's just cool enough and the price is right. I'll like, I'll look at SGC cards. That's fine. But like, uh, this shelf for the viewers right here, uh, if you can see, this is my, uh, this is my PSA Ryan Sandberg shelf, uh, where it's mostly eights and nines of, uh, uh, Chicago Cub second baseman uh, who's my favorite player growing up as a kid uh, and I was like I'm gonna go back and get these in PSA graded and do his entire run of tops cards there's like three that I'm missing uh, two of them because it is incredibly hard to find anyone who's like I'm gonna grade the late stage career Ryan Sandberg tops card it's like there's just people aren't grading it, which makes sense because it's not valuable at all. Unless it's me and it's like I want it for my personal collection. So I have all of the run of the tops cards in an eight or a nine. It's, there's the 94, the 97 and the rookie card, which there's a bunch of. It's just more expensive. It's like I'll get that whenever I can cap the other two that I know are in the collection because there are so many of the rookie cards that are great. It's like that's easy to pick up. It's just a little bit more expensive. But it's it's like finding those two weird years where people are like, why would we grade that with PSA? It's like, because I need it. <laughs> I need it. I want it for the, my the price. You submitted for the, it for, for the eye appeal of the collection, <laughs> because I want to have them all in PSA holders. Cause they look cool together displayed on a shelf. And that's like, like there's just such a like part of how like we, we hobby, you know, it's like the eye appeal, like curating your collection, curating your display shelf. It's like, I like those specific sorts of things. You know, like I like having all of those PSA cards displayed. I like having my autograph shelf displayed, you know. Yeah, that's a that's a good point, BC. It may be a good a good jumping off spot into uh, cards that haven't been graded. They're low population reports uh, like you're talking about um, because it costs money to get cards graded. And if someone yes. doesn't think they're going to. Usually people are grading, like, the majority of grading comes from people grading in bulk, I feel like, to then sell yeah. cards. Oh, um, yeah. So if they don't think they're going to make more money than it costs to submit the card, it's not going to get graded, which, uh, right. you know, that means that we have some really low pop population reports on graded uh, Galaxy cards, for instance. Um I got I went down a rabbit hole the other day because I saw a cool uh, 1993 Galaxy 1 Han Solo PSA 10 on eBay, right? 
the and again the galaxy series from 93 they printed a billion of these cards right there there is no scarcity to the base set yeah there is scarcity to graded versions of these cards because nobody thought to grade them yeah and there's value in them now if you can get a psa 10 right like and i think maybe part of it is tied to the hype around and this is speculation zone uh but part of it is tied to the hype around the fact that the 2022 chrome galaxy is that what it was 21 and the 22. galaxy 21 oh, yeah, 22. So that that those character cards at the beginning of the set are the original images from galaxy one yeah and that the super fractors are selling for a bunch of money and and they're highly collectible because the artwork is cool and it's a nod to the original galaxy cards but those original galaxy cards no one's graded because there's so many of them but seeing a PSA 10 of a Han Solo from Galaxy Series 1, I'm like, I don't know. I'd, I'd put that on my shelf if the price was right, you know? There's just not very many of them, so the pop on those is so low for that 93 Galaxy Series. It's like, if you're someone who's confident that you can get the grades, which is not always guaranteed because the cuts on those are wild, too. Just because the way those cards are done, like yeah. there's a very specific angle that leads to the corner, and sometimes that angle is like off the card. Sometimes it's like way in the middle of the card. It's like, uh, probably it's just so hard to tell what the cut and the centering is on them. Yeah. So you have to be really discerning on what that actual cut is before you would grade it. But it's like if if you're a speculator, that's a good opportunity to submit just a bunch of galaxy cards because. I would collect them because I think they look cool and I would put them on my shelf. I just don't have like the patience as of right now to be like, I'm going to send these in and hope that I get, you know, tens. on. Yeah. 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 And you got to wonder what the, you know, is anybody going to buy an eight at all? You know, uh, of these or pay any significant more than it costs to grade it for an eight. Probably not. So just for comparison, there are 791 total, Cards graded yeah. from the 1993 set. If you go and look at, let's say, uh, oh, I had the other one pulled up here. The 2021 Chrome, the, okay. the big daddy, the big kahuna, 9,600 of those are graded. Wow. There's 9,600 graded Chrome Galaxy cards compared to, you know, well less than 1,000 of the original 93 galaxy cars yeah. which have a definite like nostalgia factor too i would say but they don't have the shinies they don't have the parallels it's just there was a bunch of a printed you know and what's crazy about this 2021 uh uh galaxy is that there are 9000 cards graded and 6000 of them are tens so you know people are people are good at spotting yeah. once yes. they get a 10 or not and also the cards are brand new fresh they haven't been sitting around in kids like you know bedrooms yes. uh yep. these things were bought for what $200 a box or whatever so you know people were careful with these um yep but yeah that's yeah. that's wild to see i haven't looked at this population report um i'm going to have to do that um it's interesting it's interesting to scroll through and see what what people have graded i mean if you look at obviously the the kurosawa i think is by far the most graded of the cards Makes sense. do you happen to know the card number of that by any chance um i do not i think it's in the 50s okay let me just go i'm sure it will 
show up. I'm scrolling, scrolling down. Let me see. The Jedi a la Kurosawa, of course, being the a a highly sought after card from the set. Um, Yeah. Because it's the most hyped card. It looks cool. It's a cool looking card, but it it did catch that that wave of influencer. You can buy this PSA 10 of the base refractor for only $348. That's cut down from $465. (gasps) Buy it now. Buy it now. (laughs) Wow. Just the base card graded at a 10. People are trying to pass off for $100. Um, That's that's wild. Um, yeah regrets uh 95 it's number 88 graded. oh Eight, okay regrets is another popular card um it i is. was wrong it's not in the 50s but um, yeah I, to me it was just interesting looking at what people have graded uh from this again if you because I, I i didn't i don't have the 77 pop report in front of me but so many of them it's like the tens are incredibly rare. Sixty-eight thousand graded from nineteen seventy-seven, and there are four thousand yeah. tens. They're about yeah. It, it's a lot of five, six, sevens, and eights. You know what I mean? Like it just because of how old the cards are. So that I mean that that definitely plays into the value of those. Um, but after getting the horrified Luke's family killed, I'm. I, I've got a I've got a taste for vintage now and a PSA holder. There's some cool, like that just looks like a cool card. It would look cool on the shelf, you know. There's a Millennium Falcon card that looks sweet. It's a it's a vertical card. I love uh, that, that card, looks yeah. really cool. Um, there's a, know, a battle there's a lot in of Han space. Solos. There's one yeah, that there's, I always look at. There's the stickers are sweet. So yeah, all, all things that I'm definitely gonna be looking at uh, in the future because. I'm a, I'm an addict, I guess, is what it is. Well, I'm looking at that Jedi like Kurosawa. We have the purple refractor. There are five graded zero tens. Um, that's an of twenty five. The red refractor only has one graded, and it's a ten. Um, wow. I'm gonna skip on down to the regular refractor. Um, oh, weird. Two hundred and twenty. They don't have a separation between. Yes, they do. Okay, yeah, two hundred and twenty. On the refractor and 142 tins. So, there so you go. solid. Anyway, not trying to solid pump job. that card, by the way. No. Um, I think it is certainly overpriced right now. And I think as yes. soon as there's any kind of uh, bubble burst, you're going to be able to get that for cheaper. Uh, of course, it could be wrong, but I don't know. It's, the card is a cool image. It's just, it's overpriced. And I would not pay the amount that anyone's asking for. I tell you what I would pay for, BC. That's sending that Kyle Katarn card we featured up at the top off to PSA. I think I'm going to include one of those um, in whatever our next uh, grading order is. Um, I think we're going to try PSA. Do that. Do some weirdo George Lucas cards. Yeah, absolutely. I love those weirdo George Lucas cards. We've got to feature those too on the next time we record. We'll, those those are fantastic. We'll put those in a mini. Uh, BC, we got some minis coming up. Um, <gasps> and we also have a collaboration video with Not Sports Whoa. Cards over on YouTube. Shout You've all been asking cards. for it. You've all been demanding it. That's right. We're going to be collabing with Not Sports Cards on a Star Wars Tops trading card video. That's right. So stay tuned stay for that. Stay tuned. And BC, before we get out of here, let's go ahead and cover the new offerings from Tops Direct. What do you Ooh. say? 
Father Tops, show us what you got. Uh, Father Tops has in the Father Tops the living Father set. Tops and Papa Fanatics <laughs> and Papa Fanatics. <laughs> Sorry, I uh, I didn't even catch that that was backwards. Oh, <laughs> I did it. it was we definitely bad. this one is from Father Fanatics because it's Force <laughs> Ghost Qui Gon Jin. There he is, BC. <laughs> You're not a fan. I can uh, tell from. I just uh, Liam Neeson. Uh, he did not look good. The the likeness is stunning, capturing of his <laughs> likeness. I just think his actual appearance was startling. Oh, in reach the, of seventy something years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah fair point, Yoda. Um, but uh, twenty yeah. years after the movie, yeah, it's a good likeness. Uh, I was happy to see that they did include our characters that we played in the <laughs> solo. Right. Star Wars series, Larkin Jock. PC. That yeah. was a beautiful day of filming when we got to. Yeah to do that and the great thing about that was no prosthetics no makeup that's no. that's just us on the day that's us baby yep. ronnie h old ron howard uh it's <laughs> so congratulatory uh said yeah. we did an incredible job and i think yeah. we did yeah we just had our arms around each other's shoulders i mean and you camera. all saw it you all love solo as much as everybody else so you you're Lark familiar with uh, obviously lark and junk and the the great work that we did in that you know, VC, uh, you joke. We did come around on Solo, I feel like, a little bit the last time we, did. We, we, yeah. we saw we it. We did. Uh, we for sure did. And one of my favorite things is the, uh, we got a lot of a lot of aliens in there. Or as the internet yeah. likes to call them, uh, gulp shittos. <laughs> <laughs> um, aliens and creatures. Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, VC, I've scrolled down to the throwback set here. VC... These are good-looking cards, I think. I like these a lot. This throwback set is a tasty. I like it a lot. Yeah, we yep. got Han, we got R2-D2, we got Chewbacca. It says Star Wars, A New Hope on top. But it looks like a card that would have been produced. And I, I mean, these are all based on, on previous card designs for sports cards. So I, I don't know what this is from, some 1970-something sports. sports. Yeah. Um, I guess I should, could look at that on the Topps website, huh? <laughs> it's uh 1978 no that's the the previous one mm. hold on everybody we're gonna do some live fact checking um i just scrolled down bc did a little bit of a reveal for our mini um so <gasps> check out that mini that'll come out on a tuesday um, way to tease it uh, but yeah bc i'm just gonna wait patiently for you to find that information that will end the episode. 1977 tops baseball okay there you go 1977 Top Space Ball. I hope they do a few different runs of these um, with this design because I like it a lot. Yep, it's very cool. Um, well, I think that'll do us for today, BC. We did it. We did it again. The yeah. cargo bay strikes again. Thanks so much. If you're out there watching, uh, listening, much appreciated. Thank you Thank for you. leaving a thumbs up or a thumbs down, giving us that feedback. The comments are very appreciated. Mostly just you being here is so nice. So thanks for hanging out in the cargo bay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I guess until next time, um, bye forever. See you later. Oh, I forgot how to close the door. Oh, no. Oh, PVDO, get in here. Oh, wait. I think oh. I have PVDO. <laughs>